This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, November 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Dems demand trade promises in writing. U.S.-China talks continue by phone. And USDA defers premium interest charges. Dems want USMCA promises in writing. House Democrats will need to see their demands on USMCA addressed in writing before the party's leadership will sign off on a ratification vote. That was the word from Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal last night after he briefed House colleagues on the status of the talks with the White House. We want the text, Neal told reporters after noting that he is prepared to send another letter to U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer to address unresolved labor issues. The primary issue is enforcement, policies to ensure that Mexico follows through with the new labor standards, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced earlier yesterday that she believes a deal is imminent. Now keep in mind, House Democrats' enthusiasm for USMCA is building, according to lawmakers like Representative Henry Cuellar of Texas and Donna Shalala of Florida. We're not there yet, Shalala said. There's a lot of enthusiasm for getting it done. Cuellar said he was impressed by the number of freshman Democrats who expressed an eagerness to ratify USMCA this year. The Texas lawmaker, a vocal proponent of the trade pact, said he's hopeful it can be approved in the first or second week of December. When asked if that were possible, Neal stressed that he needs union leadership to support the labor enforcement provisions. Now, for more on this story, see Bill Thompson's story at www.agripulse.com. U.S. and China to continue trade talks on the phone today. Chinese Vice Premier Liu He will be on the phone again today with Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin trying to finalize a partial Phase 1 trade pact between the two countries. That the word of USDA Undersecretary Ted McKinney speaking with AgriPulse. McKinney said, I'm hopeful something comes from that. I do not know that it will. Now keep in mind... The Wall Street Journal reported this week that China has been resisting a hard commitment on purchases of U.S. ag commodities. USDA extends farmers' premium relief. USDA has decided to continue deferring accrual interest on 2019 crop insurance premiums to help farmers hurt by this year's extreme weather. The latest action by the Risk Management Agency means that farmers will have until January 31st to pay their premiums before they're charged interest on what they owe. USDA had previously deferred interest charges until November 30th. Interest on unpaid premiums normally starts accruing after September 30th. The background will indemnities on 2019 policies have reached $6 billion so far this year, including $3.9 billion for prevent plant claims. Prevent plant acres reached a record 20 million this year. USDA is committed to helping farmers and ranchers impacted by the weather challenges this year, and we hope this deferral will help ease cash flow challenges for producers, many of whom are caught in a very delayed harvest. That the word of Bill Northey, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Programs. Propane problem could have been avoided, according to a consultant. An agriculture marketing consultant says several weather signals and other steps could have prevented the current propane shortage problem in northern states. Ken Erickson, the head of HIS Market, tells AgriPulse, We saw the floods, we saw the crop going in late, and we had 
uh, all summer people talking about we're going to have a late harvest as a result. By looking at past data trends, the calendar companies could have explored what it would have taken to get adequate supplies to specific areas ahead of time, he said. I don't think they saw that signal until just in the last month. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration recently issued emergency disaster declarations for Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Wisconsin, waiving hours of service requirements for haulers transporting propane. Lake Erie lawsuit moves to summary judgment phase. The Ohio EPA has been using alleged half measures to clean up western Lake Erie, federal judge in Ohio said in a ruling that keeps alive a lawsuit against the U.S. EPA. Even more significantly, perhaps, Ohio does not have a plan to change course should those measures fail to remediate Lake Erie. That U.S. District Judge James Carr in declining to grant the state's motion to dismiss. The lead plaintiff, Environmental Law and Policy Center, responded, Judge Carr's detailed 31-page opinion establishes a key legal precedent. The Federal Clean Water Act requires the state of Ohio and the U.S. EPA to adopt total maximum daily loads, or TMDLs. TMDLs would establish enforceable regulatory standards to require reductions of agriculture runoff pollution, manure from concentrated animal feeding operations, and fertilizer from crop fields sufficient to alleviate recurring toxic algae outbreaks in western Lake Erie, ELPC said. So what's next? Well, the parties will file motions for summary judgment that could result in a ruling by next spring. Control of feral hogs and nutria spotlighted at a House Ag hearing. Farmers and other landowners throughout the south-central U.S. need help fighting feral swine, and communities in California need assistance with nutria, lawmakers heard at a hearing yesterday. Feral swine must be controlled to protect our nation's agriculture resources, said Josh Gaskamp of the Noble Research Institute in Oklahoma, speaking to a House Agriculture subcommittee. He estimated the total agricultural damage inflicted by the wild hogs at $1.5 billion annually. Nutria are also a growing concern, as California Democrat Josh Harder detailed, calling the mammals a giant swamp rat that can destroy vital parts of our agriculture, including irrigation canals and almond groves. Harder has introduced legislation to direct $7 million to manage the species in California. He said there could be 250,000 nutria in California in five years. Grijalva presses for info on BLM move. House Natural Resources Chairman Raul Grijalva is pressing the Interior Department for reasons behind its planned move of about 250 Washington, D.C.-based Bureau of Land Management employees to Colorado. It is unacceptable that DOI would begin relocating agency staff before sharing basic information with Congress justifying these moves, Grijalva told Interior Secretary David Bernhardt in a letter yesterday. While DOI does have funding to complete at least part of these relocations, it does not have unlimited authority to restructure agencies in a manner that former BLM staff have suggested risk destroying the BLM entirely. 
Interior sent letters to BLM staff on Wednesday, giving them 30 days to decide whether to relocate to Grand Junction, Colorado, and other offices across the West, or face losing their jobs. Here's today's He Said It. We're spending $75 million over five years to fight feral hogs in the South, and we could have spent a fraction of that had we acted earlier. We don't want to make that same mistake with Nutria in California. That Congressman Josh Harden of California. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, November 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.